The overwhelming, never-ending love of God was on display through Jesus Christ at the cross for you and for me to fully and completely redeem us from sin and the effects of sin. We've been taking a few minutes each week to talk about the seven ways that Jesus bled that completely redeemed us fully. And uh, today I want to remind you of three weeks ago when we started this, we covered the idea that Jesus sweat drops of blood to redeem us from mental anguish, stress, um, worry, anxiety, all of these things so that we could have peace of mind. That's a beautiful thing to be able to have peace of mind. And last week I mentioned how Jesus bled uh, through his being beaten and bruised um, on his way to the cross. And that redeemed us from internal hurts and um, to restore our soul. Uh, we've all been hurt by people. We've all been hurt by uh, the sin done to us. And, the, and many internal uh, bruises we have, you know, uh, gone through in our life. And Jesus took all of that beating upon himself from others so we could be healed and our soul could be restored. Our emotions could be healed. And uh, we celebrate that. And today, I want to share with you how Jesus was scourged or whipped to redeem us from all sickness and disease and to give us healing, physical healing. So Leviticus 17.11, as I've said each week, says this, it is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. So it's the blood of Jesus, it's the power of the blood of Jesus shed for you and for me that makes all these things possible. Uh, John 19.1 says, Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. And uh, the, the whipping that Jesus entailed was incredibly brutal. Some of you have seen uh, uh, the passion of, of the Christ and, and saw a vision, uh, vision of what that could, could have looked like. But it was a, uh, uh, a whip made of leather, braided leather, that had maybe sharp rocks or pot shards in the ends of that. And when it would strike the bare back of the prisoner or the one being whipped, uh, it would then grab the flesh and rip it right off, right off that person's back. And Jesus went through that. He was scourged for our sicknesses and our diseases. This is what the prophet Isaiah said in 53 verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgression, our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was on him. And by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, the stripes that he took on his back brought healing for us. Now, some would argue that the stripes that Jesus took is in reference to our spiritual healing. And of course, the cross and everything Jesus did was for our spiritual healing, to reunite us with God, to forgive us of our sins. But I contend that specifically the stripes he bore on his back was for our physical healing from sicknesses and diseases. And the reason I believe that is because the first time the scriptures mention the word heal, gives us the context of this. And the word for heal in Hebrew is Rapha. And it is the revelation of one of God's names to us, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. And it's found in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. So listen to these words. God is talking, he says, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha. So again, listen to this phrase. I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord 
who heals you. Heals us of what? The diseases. So praise the Lord today as we take communion. We are celebrating that Jesus took upon himself the stripes on his back so that we could be healed of sicknesses and diseases. I believe it and I believe it for you. And if you're if you're watching today and you have sickness or disease in your body, as we take communion today, we are going to access our living inheritance through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we are believing for a healing right now for you, right in this time in your place, right where you are. So let's take the bread or the cracker, whatever you have, and let's eat that together. This represents the body of Jesus broken for you and for me. Thank you, Lord. And we take uh, the drink that we have that represents the blood of Jesus shed for you. And today specifically, we're celebrating the blood that Jesus shed through the stripes he bore on his back for our healing of sicknesses and diseases. Let's drink. Thank you, Lord. And now I want to pray for you, for all of us who are watching Anyone who has sickness or disease in their body, we are going to lift our hands towards heaven. We are going to access our living inheritance and we're going to believe for a healing for us today. So let's pray and pray with faith from the teaching I just gave you, okay? Let's lift our hands towards heaven. Lord, I thank you that today we celebrate healing in your name because of the stripes you bore on your back. We believe in your word and we believe in you and we thank you for healing today in Jesus' name. We apply the blood of Jesus that was shed uh, during those stripes he bore to our sickness and disease and command the sickness and disease in our bodies to leave right now in Jesus' name. We, we receive the shalom of God, the healing of God, the peace of God. You are our Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And we receive your healing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Lamb of God family and friends and visitors, welcome and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and the grandmothers and the great-grandmothers. And I just want to encourage everybody right now, let's just take a minute and type in what is one of your favorite qualities that your mother or your grandmother uh, has embodied in their lives. And let's be thankful for them. And let's just highlight some of those great qualities that mothers have. And also while you're doing that, I want to encourage everybody to share and uh, like and follow our live streaming, especially right now, if you could share that online so that others can join us for today's message. And today's message is on legacy. So I want to honor all the mothers today. And if you've had or you still have a great mother Today, I hope that you become thankful for the gift of God that she has been to you and that you embody those same qualities that she had that God gave her. Uh, also, if you didn't have a, a, a good mother, or maybe you don't have a great mother, which honestly some people don't, today I want to challenge you to begin a new legacy for your family moving forward by adopting and embodying some of the qualities that we're going to talk about in today's message. And uh, also, if you are a mother and you're doing the best you can, I hope that you're encouraged today by today's message to hang in there and to keep relying on God to give you all the strength that you need 
every day because what you do matters. And if you hope to be a mom someday, uh, I just wanna encourage you, don't wait to be a great mom. You're already filled with great qualities and opportunities to influence the people around you. And just like today's story out of the Bible, this person I'm gonna share with you, they started before they were a mom, displaying these great qualities that made her into a great mom that changed uh, many people's lives. And so let's get started with our talk. I'm standing here in front of a lot that used to be a house called 109 Johnson Street. And this is where for many years my dad grew up as a kid and my grandma Hobson lived here and my great grandma Houghton lived here. And my great grandma Houghton um, lived to be 102 years old and she won a beauty pageant at the age of 100. Isn't that cool? At the nursing home she was at. And uh, I've been surrounded by great women, and uh, these are two of them, my grandma uh, Hobson and my great-grandma Houghton. Great-grandma Houghton, she would always read her Bible, she was always praying for us, and she just had a beautiful spirit about her. And my grandma Hobson, uh, one of the things I remember about her is she was always uh, dressed nice, she had nice jewelry, she, she was a very beautiful lady, an elegant woman. But she would always take me to a local diner here in town. And one of my favorite things was she would allow me to order a chocolate shake. And I just love that. I love that memory of my grandma Hobson. Today I want to talk about a story out of the Bible of a famous woman. And out of 66 books in the Bible, there's only two that are entitled with women's names. And one of them is Ruth and one of them is Esther. And as you can imagine, uh, these are two very amazing, godly women uh, that's, our, that's highlighted in the scriptures. And we're gonna talk about Ruth today and gain some of those qualities and, and the lessons that we can learn from her that we need to embody today as well. So let me give you a little back, back story on this, uh, on the context of, of the book of Ruth. There's a man named Elimelech who was married to a woman named Naomi and they lived in the town of Bethlehem. And uh, there's a famine in the land, so they decided to move to the land of Moab. And uh, when they got there, they also had two sons, and those two sons grew up and married two women. Uh, one of those was Ruth, and one of those was Oprah. And uh, over the course of time, some bad things occurred in their lives, and Elimelech actually died. And Naomi's two sons died, leaving these three women desolate, without a man, and uh, really without means to make it. And so after a little bit of time, Naomi heard back in Bethlehem that the famine was over, and she counseled with her two daughters-in-law, and with tears in her eyes, she, uh, she said, I'm going home. I want you guys to stay here, uh, stay with your family. Uh, maybe God will bless you uh, with a new husband, and, and you can have a future, but I, I can't provide for you. Uh, I can't have any more children. And, uh, and the, the Lord's been hard on me. And she was very bitter and very sad and, and very upset. And so Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, and she did what she was asked to do. But Ruth did something different. The Bible says Ruth clung to her. She stuck to her. It's the same word that we see in Genesis for husbands are supposed to cling to their wives and the two shall become one. And, and this is what uh, the Bible says of Ruth in verse uh, 16 and 17 of chapter one. Ruth said, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. And may the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. 
And Ruth's mantra was probably family forever. And that's a godly quality that so many great mothers have. Family forever. And the quality I want to highlight is Ruth's uh, fierce love and fierce loyalty. There is nothing more fierce than a mother's love for her children. There is no one more loyal than a mother to her children and to her family. And, uh, and that's what Ruth displays, this fierce love, this fierce loyalty. No matter what's going on through the ups and downs, through the good or the bad, she's like, I'm with you forever. I'm going to die with you. I'm not leaving you. I'm clinging to you. And how many of you are thankful for that kind of a love in your mother, your grandmother, that says, hey, we're in this forever. I'm never going to give up on you. Even when you make mistakes, even when you screw up, I'm going to keep loving you and fighting for you and believing for you. I mean, is there anyone who can stand between a mother and her child? No way. No way. The fierceness of a mother's love comes out anytime their child's life is endangered. And we're thankful for that godly quality in our mothers. And now I'm standing in front of another one of my grandma, Grandma Tori. And wow, talk about fierceness. My grandma Tori, she's a real tiny lady, but she was a fierce lover of family. And I'm so thankful for her and uh, all the things that I learned from her uh, growing up. We used to have so many great memories uh, in, this, in this house and in this yard. We don't, the family doesn't own this home anymore. Uh, the last place I was at, you could see that the house is, is gone. And it just reminds me that things come and go, but the qualities that we invest into each other, especially from mothers to their children, those are the things that build a legacy, right? It's not possessions, it's the qualities, it's the character, it's the love. And I'm also reminded that the fierce love of a mother is, is coming from a fierce love of God. This is a godly quality, and I'm so thankful that God has a fierce love for you and for me. It reminds me of the, the father of the prodigal son who never gave up on his son, who is always longing and waiting and praying for his son to come home. And mothers do that for their children too because it's a godly quality. And God wants you to come home. And, and God is fiercely loyal because the moment that we come home to him, he then promises to never leave us and never forsake us. I don't know what you've done. I don't know what mistakes you've made because we've all made a lot of mistakes. We've all screwed up. But God still loves you. He loves me. He will forgive us. He, re, he will wait for us to come home. He's eager to see us come. Just like a mother never gives up on her child, that comes from God. God never gives up on us, and he hasn't given up on you. And today, I implore you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and come home to God and let his love enter into your heart. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 12, he who has the Son, he who has Jesus, has life. But he who does not have the Son does not have life. And God wants you to have his life. He wants you to have his fullness. He wants you to have his forgiveness. He wants you to come alive in him by coming home to him. So the Bible gives us this great reminder in Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Just like a mother's love is tenacious and fierce towards her children, God's love is even more tenacious and fierce towards each and every one of his children. And he invites you home today. And I wanna invite you to pray this prayer with me, to give your heart to God, to come home to him today and to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's in your heart right now, would you join me in this prayer and give your heart to him. Come home to God today and receive the life of the Son of God in you. Lord Jesus, say this with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I come home to you today, God. I thank you that you have never given up on me. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've screwed up. I've sinned. But I'm so thankful today that I'm reminded that you're a God who hasn't given up on on me, that you love me just as I am. So today I come home. I give my heart to you, Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of my sin and give me life. Thank you for loving me today. I give my life to you. I believe in you. And I declare with my mouth, Jesus, you're my Lord. I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, welcome to the family of God if you just prayed that prayer. And I want to ask you to uh, give me a little hand emoji on your phone. If you, if you prayed that prayer, would you raise your little emoji hand and say, I'm in the family. Would you just show me that, that sign that you're in so I can encourage you and, uh, and celebrate with you today. And I want to go on to the next quality that Ruth shows us. And she was a hard worker. How many of you are glad for hardworking moms? I mean, there is no job more difficult than being a mother, but there's no job more important either. And so I just want to encourage all of our mothers, thank you for working so hard and being so diligent to love us and to care for us and to nurture us. This is what um, Boaz, who is the owner of this field, saw Ruth working out in the field all day and he pulled his foreman aside. He says, who is that? Now, Boaz became the husband of Ruth because he was so impressed with her character and who she was. And she was so hardworking, uh, she caught his attention. And so he asked his foreman, and this is what his foreman said in Ruth chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. She is the Moabitess who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She went into the field and has worked steadily from morning until now, except for a short rest in the shelter. And you see, Ruth was working hard to provide for her family, namely Naomi, because it was just those two two women together. She worked all morning, all day into the evening. And when she got done, she was uh, threshing the barley and came home with a, uh, a basket full of supplies. And she was a hard wor- working woman. And I just want to admire, uh, admire, uh, encourage all of our mothers for all the hard work that you do all the time and the 101 things that you do a day that most of us don't even notice, but we would notice if you didn't do them. And Proverbs uh, thirty-one seventeen says this about a woman of noble character, a woman who is hardworking, says she sets about her work vigorously and her arms are strong for her tasks. Proverbs thirty-one twenty-seven says she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. I don't know any great mom who's lazy. All of these great moms, boy, you guys do so much for us and we're so thankful for us. 
uh, for all that you do. So right now, if you got a mom and she's with you, let's text her a big giant thank you for all the things that she's done uh, to keep our family together and to love and nurture us. And now I'm standing in front of the home that I grew up in and uh, my mom and dad are back in the house and uh, probably spying on me right now. Uh, but so many great memories uh, growing up with my family. Like I said, I, I've been blessed with some great women in my life and uh, my mom is certainly one of them. And uh, I just want to honor my mom and say, Mom, thank you for so much. Um, all the lessons you, you taught me, how to be honest and kind, how to respect people, um, how to have character, and uh, just the faithfulness that you showed our family all these years and always being there for me, never giving up on me, even when uh, I wasn't always in the best of attitudes, uh, always loving me, always wanting the best for me. Uh, thank you, Mom. You, you are a, a woman of great character. And I also want to honor my mother-in-law who passed away a few years ago um, and thank her for just the wonderful qualities that she also instilled in my wife, Amy. I see them in my wife, Amy, all the time. The, the, the qualities of faithfulness and love and hard work and character um, and just a love uh, for the family. And uh, I've been so blessed to be surrounded by so many great women. As we finish this message, I want to uh, highlight one last character uh, quality of Ruth, and that is that she was a woman of noble character. And uh, this is what Boaz had to say about her in Ruth uh, chapter 2, verse 11. Boaz said, I've been told about all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. And in chapter 3, verse 11, he says, All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. And it's, uh, it's kind of a known thing that it's not what we say that has the greatest impression on our children, but it is what they see. In other words, it's what we do. And uh, for the women in my life, um, the greatest impressions made on my, on my life has been what I have watched them do. And Boaz says to Ruth, I have seen all that you have done. And that is what our character produces. It produces good works. It produces good deeds. It's not what we say, it's what we do. But we're incapable of doing these godly things without God's help in us and through us. And I just want to thank God for giving me such wonderful women in my life that he used and worked through them to show me qualities of himself. And so today, um, in a moment, as we close, I just want to kind of oh, bring the rest of the story to light for you. When Ruth was at her, um, uh, was she is at her lowest point and her husband had died. Uh, her mother-in-law was going back to Bethlehem. She had to make a choice. At her lowest point, Ruth showed her greatness. She showed her greatness and her character. And, um, and I just want to challenge all of our mothers out there. Whatever's going on in your life right now, you may even be in a, a low point. You might be struggling with some things. Don't give up. Uh, develop the godly character and rely on God to give you the strength and the perseverance uh, to hang in there at your very lowest. Display your greatness by being a woman of great character, noble character. And when Ruth was 
working this out in her life, she had no idea that one day her great-grandson would be the greatest king of Israel. Her great-grandson was King David. Isn't that an awesome legacy? And I think David had a lot to, oh, uh, um, to credit her great-grandmother Ruth for starting a new legacy in his family line that went through her son to her grandson all the way down to David. And what legacy is God wanting to create through your life? Whether you're a mother or father or just an individual, this message applies to all of us. What legacy is God wanting to pass on through you? A legacy of life, a legacy of love, not a legacy of brokenness and darkness and pain. And so I challenge all of us to embody these qualities uh, that we all have uh, the, a fierce love, a fierce loyalty for our families, that we all work hard and let God work through us um, you know, to provide for one another and care for one another, but also that we have great character, godly character. It's not what we say, it's what we do. And here's the real end of the story. Also, through Ruth's legacy came the Savior of the world. Jesus came through Ruth's legacy. Isn't that awesome? What's your legacy going to be like and who's going to come from it? I don't know. I'm excited to just even think about our future. Before we wrap this up in a moment, we're going to sing a great song together called The Blessing. But before we do that, I just want to take a second to honor my wife, Amy. Amy, you are a woman of noble character. I am so blessed and our kids are so blessed to have you in our lives we thank you for all that you do for us. Um, God is working in you. God is working through you. I love you. And I am so proud that you are building a legacy of love and life. What a great song. I love that song. And my prayer is that we will all experience that type of blessing to our children and to our children's children and to our children's children's children. May the blessing of God flow through our lives as we build a godly legacy of love and of life. And we can't do this with our flesh. This is only done through the Spirit of God. And so may you and I surrender our flesh to be used by the Spirit of God to enable us to love the way God wants us to love and to live the way God has designed us to live. And so before I bless you, I want to invite all of our visitors and newcomers to join my wife and I right now at something called Meet and Greet. And we are online right now, ready to say hi to you. We'd love to spend just a minute or two just seeing you, getting to know you, answering any questions you might have. So click on that link that you see right now and join us for a quick meet and greet. We'd love to talk with you. And also, I just want to continue to invite everybody to go online and join one of our life groups. Um, I never thought it'd be snowing here in Maine. You know, this is crazy weather in Michigan. But while we're still sheltered in place, we don't have to be sheltered from one another. We have these great life group opportunities. I want to invite you to join uh, one of our life groups so you can make a friend, um, you can grow your faith, and you can share your life with someone else. So let's uh, lift our hands as I bless us today with this blessing we just sang about, okay? And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace in his name. May you be enabled by the Spirit of God to live and leave 
a life of legacy, a life of love, and a life filled with the abundance of God in you and through you. Happy Mother's Day, all you mothers. Have a great day with your family and stay tuned for our children's program that Ryan's excited to bring to you. God bless you.